Do you check your phone first thing in the morning or last thing in the night? Do you feel your screens are in control of you? Do you feel that your screen time has exponentially increased? Have you heard of misinformation and believed it to be true? Look Up, Not Down is a podcast where we talk about how you can lead a healthy relationship with your technology. Join us on our journey with several youth experts and advocates to cover domains like digital overload, fake news, mindfulness, ethical technology, technology for good, and much more. Thanks for joining in and we hope you like the podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Look Up India's podcast, Look Up, Not Down, a podcast where we talk about how you can lead a healthy relationship with technology. Look Up India is an India-oriented initiative sparked by lookup.life a non-profit organization working towards providing opportunities for the youth to develop healthy relationships with technology each other it helps us to amplify our ideas and solutions around the world to help each other like you and me find balance between tech and real lives today we have with us the very inspiring and charming amy gidden Amy is the CEO and co-founder of the social well-being app Daily Haloha. She is passionate about working and creating an experience of belonging and connection not just with oneself but also the world. So, let's just delve straight into a very fun and informative conversation with her. Hello, it's so nice to be here with you all. Thank you, Amy. So, Amy, I would love to know about your inspiration behind creating something like Daily Haloha. Yeah, I'd love to share it. And I, I also want to tell you that if you had said to me five, 10 years ago that I would be the founder of a tech product, I would have said you were out of your mind. <laughs> I never expected to be a founder and certainly not to create a piece of technology. But here I am. And the inspiration was born not in the technical world, but actually with post-it notes, sticky notes. So um, I took what I saw in the physical world and created kind of a digital version of it. So my story goes back to 2016. I live in New York. And in 2016, we had a presidential election. And many people, many of your listeners probably are aware that it was a very divisive and polarizing election process. And unfortunately for us in the States, and I know there's many countries around the world that are experiencing the same, that division has continued. But after the election of 2016, it was the first time in my memory And I've been around for a while and participated in a lot of elections that I recall feeling such a heightened sense of division and separation between people. And it wasn't just in the political process, it was in all spheres of our social fabric and even around family dinner tables. Now, I know a lot of people that felt a lot of tension even in their families as people were Um, holding different political viewpoints. So I was feeling the weight of that because my most fundamental human value is one of connection and belonging, that we all belong wherever we are and we all deserve to be seen and to be heard even across our differences. So seeing this rampant polarization just felt really heavy to me. And I was feeling that, and I had this 
transformative, and I would say kind of magical experience in a New York City subway station. Um, I was commuting to a consulting job that I had to a uh, to a place in New York City called Union Square, and there's a subway station there, a really big one. And one day I saw a patch of post-it notes on the wall of the subway station. And with each passing day, I saw that post-it that post-it patch expand and expand and expand. And at its biggest, it was 50,000 post-it notes, which is hard to describe. It was literally as far as the eye could see. And if anyone is curious, if you look at subway, Therapy.com. The name of this project was Subway Therapy. So I started really exploring, you know, what's going on here. And, you know, as I read the post-it notes, I saw that they were filled with expressions of hope and affirmation and unity in the wake of what was a polarizing and even dehumanizing election process. So I became really curious about participatory public art projects. You know, what is it about them that enables us to show up, express ourselves freely, hear from others, and feel like we're in a, a moment of togetherness instead of an us versus them moment. And that was the beginning of the inspiration for what was to become a mobile app called Daily Aloha. Um, it sent me on this course of exploration. And what I discovered is that there's sort of secret ingredients to these participatory art projects. And those ingredients happen to be the opposite of what social media gives us. So I, I realized there was an opportunity for a digital product that felt a lot like sticky notes and not at all like social media. So that's where my story began. Wow, that's so beautiful, especially the, the very line that hit me was the feeling of togetherness that you felt and you know, you just felt the need to pass it on to other people as well. Absolutely. Um, it, it reminds me of my school days where we would have the four virtues that built humanity, mm -hmm. peace, hope, love and unity. Mm -hmm. And and yeah, every week we were, you know, we would be um, encouraged by our teachers to to speak a few lines about these virtues that um, sustain the world, actually. And everything you talked about just made me believe even truly and even firmly in everything that, that sustains humanity. Absolutely. Oh, that's beautiful. I mean, we totally know you are a very inspiring and beautiful person inside out. So I do want to know. What do you like doing in your free time apart from tech and working on your projects to maintain an equilibrium? Oh boy, you know, I have to say um, it's a constant and deliberate and intentional effort, right? To get off technology. And, you know, the irony is now that I have a startup and it's a piece of technology and I'm also running a business, I have to be more mindful than ever to make sure that I, I look up and pick my head up and do the things that nourish and sustain me. So it's a really good question. Um, I really love the outdoors. I feel that there's not too much that comes close to feeling um, both big and small at the same time in the way that nature does for us. 
So I'll, I'll tell you something really specific that I do. Um, and I, I have to do this. I have to be really disciplined. Um, otherwise, I get lost in my own technology. But when I get up in the morning, I have to admit I'm a little bit of a coffee addict. I put my coffee on to brew. And while the coffee is making, I go outside. And it keeps me from opening up my laptop and it connects me to the outdoors. So while my coffee is brewing, I go outside. I have a terrace um, and we're really fortunate. I live right by the water and I look outside and I see what's going on outside. I see what the birds are doing. I feel the air on my skin. I listen to see what I can hear. So I try to activate my senses outdoors. Even if it's five minutes, um, I feel like that's a really good way for me to start my day. And then I get my coffee. And again, before I open up my laptop, I sit and I have my first cup of coffee and I write in my journal, whatever comes to mind. And if, even if it's about the temperature or the birds, but more often than not, I feel like it's ideas that I have or how I'm feeling. So I spend five minutes outside and then I spend 10 or 15 minutes writing in my journal. And that's how I start my day. And doing those things um, is a really good practice for me because those two things are very uh, nourishing for me, but it also prevents me from going on my computer, which is really important. Um, so that's my routine. And then in my leisure time, I like nothing more than to be in conversation with people. I love deep conversation um, with friends, with family. I have three kids. Um, I've got parents and siblings, so my family really matters to me quite a lot. So I spend time with them, um, with friends, talking about things that are meaningful to us. And I guess the last thing I will mention is that I am a total nerd. <laughs> I love games and puzzles. And it's also kind of a favorite family activity. So I love all kinds of puzzles. I love crossword puzzles. I love word puzzles. I love number puzzles. I love um, Sudoku. <laughs> and I love playing games with my family. We love Scrabble and all sorts of board games. And I usually have a jigsaw puzzle out. And I've also found that when I need to take a break from technology, um, I go and put a few pieces in a in a puzzle. And it also like zooms in my attention in a really good way. You know, when you're doing a jigsaw puzzle, you're looking at very subtle gradations of color and shape, and it just focuses my attention in a really different way. And it activates my senses in a different way. So I, I think I'm, I'm going back to this idea of like activating your senses, which I have found to be a really good exercise when you need kind of a mental refresh when you've been on screens a lot. So those are some of the things that I enjoy and I love to do. Oh, one more thing. I love to travel and be outdoors and go hiking. With COVID, that's been a little harder but I've started to travel, you know, get travel back into my schedule, which has been really nice. Wow. So what I can make is that you lead a very focused and um, 
disciplined yet a very fun life you know that is that is the structure that you have designed and the one thing that i can figure out is that you know your routine makes your soul your mind and your body glow and and grow as well i mean the daily haloha app helps your soul grow and then the puzzles and everything would help would be a great exercise for your mind and then obviously going outdoors and just you know refreshing in nature would would definitely help you get a lot of inspiration and ideas so that is very inspiring out i try to do inculcate these things in my routine as well now yeah yeah it's, it's we all sort of need the same thing really right we need to nourish ourselves our bodies our minds and our spirits and um, so i think what that looks like is really different for everyone um but mm -hmm. i do feel like balancing the mind body and spirit is important for everyone absolutely so i would want you to enlighten us about your idea of mindfulness and digital well-being that schools workplaces or any organizations should adopt to create a very healthy and progressive and productive environment yeah i guess you know i love technology um and i also understand that we need to be very intentional about how we use it to maintain our mind and spirit you know, for for and for me, you know, I went into technology because I wanted to um, make some magic available that I experienced in that subway station to everyone everywhere. And technology is the only way to unleash certain things and to give access and to democratize access to things. So, what I care the most about is belonging. So social wellness and belonging and connection. And um, so when I think about technology, I think about how it can be used for those purposes. And I also think about how technology can amplify our humanity, not squash our humanity. So I know you know this, it's all about how you use technology not that technology is good or bad, it's just how it's used and the intention um, with which you come to it. So in our, in our places of gathering that you mentioned, schools, workplaces, and other communities, you know, what I care the most about is how do we create community environments of belonging? And I'll tell you what I think belonging is. I think about belonging and social well-being as a world where everyone feels at home in their skin and at home in the world. For me, belonging is the coming together of the me and the we, right? So there isn't real belonging unless a person feels connected to themselves and feels like they can show up in their communities authentically, right? You can't feel that you belong unless you're feeling free to completely be yourself. So that's the me part. And then the we part is that you feel that seen, valued and appreciated for exactly who you are and what you bring to the collective 
and that you're also able to feel connected to the collective and that you feel like you can make a contribution. You know, people love to feel like they matter and it helps us to feel that we matter when we're able to, to contribute to the greater good, right? So these to me are all the different building blocks of social wellness, feeling grounded in who we are, feeling that we can show up in our truth and our authenticity, that we're accepted and embraced and even cherished for exactly who we are and that we're connected to this greater whole, the purpose of the whole and that we can contribute to it. So to me, that's what I am looking for in communities. So then the question of course, is how do we create environments that allow that me and that we to flourish and come together in that way? And then how can technology help? So, um, and again, it doesn't matter what that community is, whether it's a school, whether it's a workplace, whether it's a local, it's a faith group, or even, a, you know, your town, right? So what is that? I call it kind of conditions of belonging. How do we create environments where that me and that we can come together? And what I learned from exploring these participatory art projects are what like the, the qualities of the environment that create that belonging to flourish. And here's what I learned. I learned that non-judgment is a really critical ingredient, right? When you create an environment where people aren't judged, um, it goes a long way to fostering like that me and that we. And then the other thing that I saw is environments where there's not status, right? Where everyone is seen and heard in equal measure. And there's always gonna be some hierarchies in our workplaces and there's always needs to be leadership, but creating environments that are really inclusive where everyone feels empowered to contribute across lines of status and difference is really critical. So those attributes are baked into my app. No judgment, no status, everyone belongs, everyone is seen and heard equally. And I think those same qualities create communities where everyone feels like they can show up as themselves and be embraced by the greater whole. So those are some of the things that I've learned and some of the things I think we could bring to all of our communities to foster the sense of belonging. Absolutely. I, I do agree. You know, promoting apps like Daily Aloha in schools and work organizations can definitely help foster a feeling of unity, togetherness and belonging um, in kids, you know, right from the very start so that they grow up to be very emotionally understanding and dependable individuals. Yes. Yeah. So any call of actions for our listeners, including some tips on mindfulness from you? Mm. Um, I guess I would suggest one thing that sounds um, like common sense, but I, I, I've also found that common sense needs reminding. I, you know, I, I was moved by your, your um, recollection of the four virtues that were the kind of the, the framework for in your school, because they sound simple, but sometimes the simple things are just hard to remember and keep in the forefront of your mind. So 
Um, I think a lot of things just bear repeating so that they stay really present for us. So what I've learned is that feeling connected to others and feeling a sense of belonging all starts with the self. And when I say the self, what I really mean is self-acceptance, self-love, um, compassion and kindness toward yourself. Because if you don't extend those things to yourself, it's really hard to extend them to others. And if you are just giving selflessly to others all the time and not taking care of yourself, you're gonna run on empty. Um, and I've also just found that people, especially as a mother, <laughs> um, I've, I've learned that young people look to the older people in their lives for the behavior that they're modeling. So it's really important to take care of yourself and model self-love, self-compassion, and self-acceptance because um, what, how you treat yourself is a really strong signal to others about um, how they should treat themselves and to treat other and how they should treat others. So these things have a ripple effect, but they really start with yourself. And it's not selfish to take care of yourself. It's not selfish to show yourself self-love and self-compassion and carve out the time and space and even solitude that you need as an individual that makes you more able you know, to cherish and treasure the relationships that matter in your life. So I think the virtues, virtues that you talked about and the things that I care about, you know, acceptance and love and kindness all start with the self. And that's a long journey too, because um, I've just found that it takes a long time to really get to know yourself. And it's easier as you get older. So for all the young people listening, I think when we're young, we're really looking to find out who we are in the world. And we're looking for the world often to reflect back to us who we are. And that's completely normal. Um, but we have to also have some boundaries, right? Like we have to be really grounded in what we believe and what we value and what matters to us at the same time that we're finding our way in the world. And I guess what I would share to the young people from my longer life is that it gets easier. You know, over time you get more and more and more grounded in who you are and you can stand solid in your own belief system, even if you're, you know, out in the bigger world and being buffeted about a little bit by people that may or may not hold your same beliefs. So cherish yourself, love yourself. It's not selfish. It really matters. And you're more able to make your mark in the world and give to the world if you're, if you're feeling that you're loving yourself first. Absolutely. I do agree with everything you said. And self-care is, I believe it's, it's not selfish. It's a form of meditation that, that we do. Um, it would definitely reflect upon our ideas or values to other people and definitely inspire them to be better version of themselves so on that note we come to an end of this beautiful podcast thank you amy for sharing your thoughts with us it inspired me and i hope it would inspire our listeners as well 
to reflect hope, light, and positivity through goodwill and good work. Good, thank you. Thank you so much. People do check out Daily Haloha app, which would help you practice mindfulness and engage with a worldwide community without no fear or judgment. It would help you reflect inwards and share your thoughts with the outside world. Also, all our podcasts would be available on Apple Music and Spotify. So do check them out. Thank you.